0: This feels so,
1: so good. Welcome to we From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, like music, and time as time a bonus, time. random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to this lovely podcast. I'm your co-host, Karen.
2: Hi, it's Dom. And it's
1: been probably two or three weeks since we last recorded it, Dom. Yeah. Okay, so a lot has been happening, (laughs) not only in our lives, but also in media, Mm -hmm. in politics. (laughs) So I think this episode is going to be about just recapping everything that has been happening, what caught our interest. But first, I don't think we put this on the podcast Instagram, but someone here was on a little trip.
2: Yeah, I went out to Colorado to celebrate a dear, dear friend of mine's um, marriage. Um, And so, shout out to Veronica and Maxwell. Um, So, shout out to the newlywed couple. Beautiful ceremony. Um, It was my first trip alone. Um, So, Karen was ahead of the game, taking what, seven trips by herself now?
1: wish it would be second to two Mm -hmm. trips actually yes Miami Mm -hmm. was my second
2: yeah so I survived I wasn't kidnapped I wasn't (laughs) trafficked I wasn't anything so all the things that I was deeply afraid of didn't happen but of course I catastrophize and always think the worst possible scenario Which is good. Then when the worst possible scenario does happen, you're prepared. You know what to (laughs) do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was great. Um, I really, really love the laws in Colorado. And anyone who's listened to this podcast know which ones I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The green laws. It's just lovely. It's like... Starbucks over there just pop in with your ID and have fun really yeah it's nice wow
1: so then like how's the experience like do you go in there and tell yeah so
2: like when we went to Los Angeles um you're not allowed you have to be uh, an LA resident right um Colorado is not the same you just have to be um 21 and over okay with a valid ID yeah you go in, you talk, you browse, you search, you, you know, sample some stuff.
1: Oh, okay. hmm Wow. So, did you enjoy it?
2: I, let's just say I'm really heavily considering a move out west because of these laws. No, I did, I did, I enjoyed <laughs> Every moment of it, um, I was nervous. So I was pretty nervous about the altitude because Colorado um, has is like in the mountains, um, right. so it's higher altitude um, than New York, obviously, because we are actually below sea level, um, which is a little nerve wracking with climate change. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I was nervous because I was like, I am constantly out of breath. While I'm here in New York, because I'm horrifically out of shape, how am I even going to catch my breath when it's a higher altitude? I was actually pretty fine. I didn't get elevation sickness, um, which I kind of was anticipating I might have gotten, but I was doing all right. I drank a lot of water like everyone tells you to. So, okay. um, I did find that I was more tired. Um, I, or like the jet lag hit me a little bit harder. Oh yeah. And it's not even all that far, at least like Los Angeles, California is further. Yeah. And the time difference is a little bit more and I didn't get bad jet lag the two times that I've been there and back, but this jet lag has been rough.
1: Did, did you party too much at the wedding, maybe?
2: No, not too much.
1: Hmm. So That is kind of weird.
2: Yeah. I mean, a standard level of partying, you can't go past one thirty over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think everywhere that's not New York or Miami is just like, or Vegas probably, okay. is just like, you know, everything's done at 2 a.m. <laughs> we all turn to gremlins. <laughs> boring yeah so like it wasn't like i was out until like 5 a.m right you know things pretty much died down by 11 to be honest no way i mean there was a great after party but like the actual reception i think it ended at 10 not even 11 so early
1: Mm -hmm. wow By the way, how did your parents take this whole trip? Because, you know, I know that you usually tell them that you're traveling for work.
2: And that's exactly what I told them. Oh! (laughs) And what did they say? They were fine with it? They were so fine with it. Okay. That's the thing with them. It's like, if it's sanctioned by another authority figure, then it's okay. So, like living away from your house unmarried is bad okay living away from your house unmarried on a college dorm for education that's good Oh. traveling by yourself and having fun without a man bad (laughs) traveling with an with a team quote-unquote team of people for work good
1: Oh, your parents. Yeah.
2: Anything okay. that's like simply for pleasure or fun, it can't it can't just be that. Oh. No no, women can't just do that. God forbid.
1: God forbid women have fun.
2: Yeah. Without <laughs> a man, too.
1: Well, I'm glad they they took it well.
2: Mhm. It nice. was work. I needed to relax as part of my creative process. So. It
1: is, yes. You it absolutely needed to work. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it and that you got some time for yourself.
2: So needed. I did not do anything um, remotely touristy. Didn't go to um, the Rockies stadium. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Um, I did not hike a single moment since being there i didn't do the whole west coast sunrise and take pictures um by the (laughs) mountains i was not that was not me that was not the trip that was not the trip the trip was to literally decompress and whatever i felt like doing in the moment i did
1: beautiful yeah
2: i had zero Plans to go anywhere. Um, the next trip out there will be, as such, though.
1: Okay, I think the next trip we should take it together.
2: Mm-hmm. It's so nice. It's um, not a lot of melanin. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Um, for me at least, um, there is a large Mexican community. Because Colorado actually used to be part of the Mexican territory. Yeah. So still very big stronghold there in terms of, like, ethnic diversity, great Mexican food. Okay. Um, surprisingly very good sushi, too. Um, and they're not by any <laughs> ocean. <laughs> they're literally <laughs> landlocked. So I'm very surprised that they have great, great, fresh-tasting sushi. Oh um so also surprising um and I want to look into the history of this but I encountered a couple of places that served Creole food and I'm like this is good not Haitian Creole um oh. so from like Louisiana so Creole oh, okay. food and I mean you have to go to like specialty places here in New York But in Colorado, I mean, there were also, like, specialty places, but then there was also, like, just a a regular American restaurant that's had a pretty decent selection of Creole food. And I wanted to know, like, what's that cultural exchange there? And it was good. The Cajun food was actually spicy.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. The blackened shrimp was very, very spicy. It made me tear up.
1: Okay, yes. So then it was good.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Nice
1: So yeah You went to have a good rest And try some delicious food
2: I did yeah I remember last We spoke You're like You had friends Who went out Who were like Former foodies And they try to Find those spots And the places And you're just like Oh I eat just to like Make sure I don't collapse While I'm doing 70 million different things In in the city And exploring things Yes yes (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like The complete opposite I was like Yeah I know I can sleep in New York But you know what Let me sleep somewhere else (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, but i'm really happy for you that you got to enjoy this trip on your own Mm -hmm. i I really highly encourage it to everyone and i'm actually craving my next trip alone
2: Mm. where have you planned
1: i haven't yet like i have a few thoughts in my head but i'm just you know because Uh, My current job is not as flexible as our old job that we had. Um, So, yeah, I just have to really, like, plan accordingly so that I don't take too many days off Mm -hmm. from my actual vacation days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, this whole pay time off thing that I'm still trying to navigate because we never had that before. Right. So, FYI, for everyone listening, before... It was more of like, take vacation when you need, like that. Mm-hmm. yeah. But if you were managing a really stressful campaign and, you know, it was done and it was going to take another month for the brand to, to renew, then you could say, hey, like, I'm going to take two days or maybe three and just like go somewhere. And even then, we were able to work from home, so you could just let your supervisor know, like, hey, I'm going to be flying out, I don't know, Thursday night, so I won't be in the office on Friday or whatever. So there was a lot of flexibility there versus the current job that I have now. It's a bit more corporate. You actually have to put your PTO through, uh, what's this website called? The ATP portal, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: so, the Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's why now, yeah, I have to like really plan around my job. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Oh, don't we hate when that happens?
1: Yeah, And it was like I kind of like now think about it, and back then, when we had a lot of flexibility, I didn't oh, we travel. Were spoiled. We weren't very spoiled. Yes, but also I didn't travel as much because it's a startup. I wasn't mm-hmm. making that much money. And now, you know, I'm a bit more stable, but now I don't have as much time. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, you have either or. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy with, you know, the current situation because I don't have to be worrying about money. hmm Yeah. So now it's just kind of like wisely planning my, my vacations, you know?
2: Welcome to adulthood. <sighs> I
1: know. <laughs> this is what being an adult is like so yeah but since we haven't recorded in such a long time there are quite a few topics that I want to cover so are you ready for like this flash coverage of topics um Mm -hmm. okay so we talked about your trip now let's talk a little bit about tv shows
2: yeah let's do it
0: So, so good, all hey right, guys. So, for
1: people that like are not familiar, sounds. there's like a comedian, the his name is Gabriel Iglesias, and he's had like a few stand ups on Netflix. And there was another show I can't remember, mm-hmm. but now he has his own series on Netflix, okay. And in this particular show, he plays a teacher. But, so here are the buts. I watched the entire show that weekend that it came out. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, Dom, about like Latino shows similar to like One Day at a Time, Cristela, even George Lopez, and what else? Well, now the the Fluffy show. But they have this laughing track
2: yes
1: (sighs) where do i start with that why
2: yeah okay i don't i feel like i liked it when i was a child when it was a thing that was the industry standard for sitcoms and it was like in front of a live audience live studio audience i feel like That gives me a bit of like nostalgia, a little bit, but like not now. Like, this is not something I would appreciate now watching it as like not a 10 year old.
1: Exactly. And I think before, like you said too, I was younger. I really didn't put much thought into it. But now I see shows with like a whole different perspective. And I'm just like, there's no need for that. There's no need to have that laughing track if it's funny I'm going to laugh Yeah. and here's another thing though about a lot of these uh, Latinx shows now which I know that a lot of them are filmed in front of an audience for example uh, One Day at a Time Mm -hmm. it was shot in front of an audience Uh, I'm not sure about the George Lopez show or um, Cristela I'm not 100% sure about those two but I, I, I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, my other favorite shows are, for example, the Goldbergs, Everybody Hates Chris. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're shot is completely different. Like, for example, in the Goldbergs, they go outside of their four walls, you know? Mm-hmm. They're in school, they're in the playground, which makes it, for me at least, it makes it a bit more relatable. Mm-hmm. Versus all the other shows, because all they do is spend their time in that living room. Mm-hmm. And now, for example, in the Gabriel Iglesia show, they're just in the the classroom. So I don't know if this is working in their favor or now it's working against them, because I feel like we're past that, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so... The other shows that you're describing are single camera, um, and they're utilizing um, same technique as like being on a movie set and having a single camera follow, you know, the storyline, the characters, and whatnot. And in front of a live studio audience, it's it's like a stage play. Mm-hmm. So they're on a stage in a studio set. Um, and it's like the three walls right and the fourth wall is the cameras mm-hmm. um that's why when you hear people say breaking the fourth wall that means the character is looking directly at the camera kind of like Jim Halpert oh yeah 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 that is breaking the fourth wall the fourth wall is the cameras so there's three there's sometimes i think most of the times it's three sometimes four cameras And it kind of does, like, live editing um, in, like, the control room.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. Um, This this was my first production class, was television production, with three cameras, three people behind the cameras, and then me in the control room, being the director, telling the camera, like, telling the operator which camera to press. So it's, like, go on camera three when you know this character is speaking zoom in and then press out and things like that um but yeah it's it's literally a different setup that's why it feels so different because um the three camera like tv studio production model is very much like a play seems very like a lot more stationary because the cameras don't move all that much um (laughs) and with a film or the single camera approach it's very seamless like you follow the characters as if you're already in there which are um in the space Uh and I do feel that like with this three camera um, method or like a stage method there is a bit of uh, a degree of separation you don't you feel a little bit more removed yes. as, a, as a viewer
1: yeah and and i don't know why they continue to do this I, I know that now one day at a time was picked up by another i guess channel mm-hmm. um what is it called again Um, you know it I, I pop
2: forget. channel also the home of Shit's creek
1: Oh, okay, okay. Wait, isn't that the home of, uh, what's this show called, grown I actually don't know. I think so. I might be mistaken. But anyway. So, yeah, One Day at a Time was picked up now, so we're waiting for the fourth season. I'm pretty sure they're going to stick with the same uh, style they mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. I, but I just don't know I feel like they should try something else that way I can feel like I'm part of the show yeah <laughs> which is well, the reason why I really like uh, Everybody Hates Chris because a lot of like what happened in the show I also found it relatable
2: mm-hmm.
1: but also because of the way that it was shot I also felt like I was kind of like part of a family you know and when I look at all these other shows, like Cristela, One Day at a Time, I'm just like, okay, yeah. I know it's staged, so I don't know. I, I guess it takes kind of like the charm away.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, if anything, you could just go in there and be like, hey, I'm the new producer and this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm... Totally um, in agreement in in agreement with you. I don't. I'm. I don't like the um, the uh, current like sitcom having old school sitcom feel. Yeah. I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, I just feel like I don't know. We're
1: past that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it seems like they do it a lot for a, a lot of the up and coming Latinx shows. I don't know. I feel like at times it might just hurt them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was kind of like something that I wanted to point out since, you know, the fluffy show is on Mm -hmm. and one day at a time is going to be picked up. Well, it's already picked up, but it's in the works.
2: That's so awesome. I'm very happy for them. And I'm hoping pop does more advertising. um, Yeah. Um, Netflix does have an issue with um, too. with really propping up their POC shows and POC um, creators. Um, and I'm saying this, and I hope Netflix listens, because when I come knocking at your door, that is one of the things I'm absolutely stipulating, is that I will have an advertising budget.
1: Ads everywhere.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so you better listen up, Netflix. But... but they um speaking of television shows and I have my own issues with this show and I think it could be an entire episode if not like a couple of blog posts from me Uh um Chambers which is like the one show that had like a Native American woman lead um and had like a pretty decent Native American um cast which is historic (laughs) historic representation of a people who, well, this is actually their land, um, and they've been dispossessed and genocided for generations and years. So the fact that they are now, in 2019, <laughs> getting some representation that's not solely based entirely on really poor stereotypes is disappointing with the society at large, but also, like I said, historic. Um, yeah. the premise of the show though, I, I don't know how I feel. I go back and forth about it because when I first saw it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to watch a." It's a horror. It's a horror series. And it's kind of like, um, oh, Jordan Peele's first movie, get out. Oh, it's oh. kind of like that. Um, and I was like, I really—it's too on the nose for me because it was—it's literally a young uh, Navajo woman or from the Diné Navajo tribes um, out in the Southwest. I don't know exactly what state it is, but I know it's in the Southwest, on the, around the borderlands. Um, she has like a freak. Accident like heart attack kind of and needs a heart transplant like immediately and receives one miraculously from a another young woman. I think about the same age as her um, and the heart then starts giving off more problems because the spirit of the donor is attached to the heart. And the donor is a white girl named Becky. I was like, could you be any more obvious with this metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> it's such, it's too obvious. I don't know. I go back and forth. I'm like, I think that sometimes I'm like, I think I get what they're going for with cultural appropriation and assimilation, right. like Literally assimilating into a white person because that's what's inside you now. Cause that's what happens is that like the spirit of the donor tries to literally change her at one point. Her hair is changing um, her skin. Don't she gets like patches of like whiter skin on her skin. Um, and she starts, uh, yeah, like she starts growing blonde hair. Her eyes starts getting like little flecks of blue um, her hair, which is naturally curly starts becoming more straight. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a whole other like storyline I'm not even going to get into because I'm like saying it so much um yeah so I'm like I'm on the (laughs) fence about how I feel about it because sometimes I'm like I get what they're saying in terms of like how you know bodies can be made into like this weapon and be really politicized and you know you know Adds or detracts from culture and things like oh, that yeah. um and I get that but then I'm also like this is such an ambitious project and it's so commendable on the part of the creators and like the people who are in it um, it's amazing <laughs> they did not put you know white people in brown face (laughs) to play (laughs) Native Americans they um really I mean I'm not um Diné or Navajo so I can't really even say it's like super authentic I'm not from a place where I can be that judge but to me it seemed like there was a lot of research that went into it. it it at least read to me as authentic okay yeah Um, and did Netflix do any promotion for it? No. No. (laughs) I saw, the only reason why I saw it is because I follow one of the, um, main actors, uh, Tony Goldwyn, who played, uh, President Fitzgerald Grant on Scandal and whatever. He was hot in it, even though he was so problematic. And yes, I follow him because he was a hot, problematic president. Leave me alone. Let me have my guilty (laughs) pleasures. Um... He was his voice. Anyways, anyways, another <laughs> another episode. Um, I follow him and he he um, I saw that he posted some pictures of him directing. And um, I think he's also a producer on the show. Oh. And we talked a lot about um, Native American representation. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. And then when I did read it, I was like, I'm going to take a couple days before I check it out. And then I did end it, <laughs> end up watching it. Oh. So I do think it's um pretty commendable. I think some of the messaging is a little off for me. Okay. Um but it still think that like ne- like the other shows, like Netflix should be doing a lot <laughs> more in terms of promotion, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to POC yes. um representation and um content. Um they did a lot of um i did see a lot of buzz around uh siempre Bruja, the um afro latina yes yes uh the afro latina um a show yeah but then when it aired i saw so much commentary about how basically she travels back in time um she's like Some, some like she's condoned to being a witch and is executed, but then I guess she didn't fully die. Travels back in time to save the love of her life, who is Is a slave owner. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I know I hate those kinds of love stories. (laughs) See, I'm not against um, interracial love representation, obviously not. Um. But mm, that's kind of a- romanticizing chattel slavery is a big no-no.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no no. Yeah. Now that I'm hearing it, I don't know. It just made me uncomfortable.
2: I know. I know how you immediately got it too. You're like,
1: oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. <sighs> Well, that's one show I don't think I will be watching.
2: I know the one show that's like really weird and problematic messaging. That's the one they hype up because, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, let's put um, an Afro Latina, which, and everyone will love it. Cause that's the, that's the thing now, right? Being yeah. Afro Latina and being a bruja. That's the thing the kids are doing on Instagram. So let's make a show about it mm-hmm. and then trick them into liking a show about slave and slave owner oh, romance. Wow. Absolutely not. That's the one thing they want to invest in. Listen, Netflix. This take this as constructive criticism. That's not happening when I come on board. You know it, Netflix. <laughs> I
1: was going to put her uh, demands,
2: put my demands for me and other people. Like it should yeah. be a stipulation that everyone gets the representation, not just. The platform in which, like, we're making the show, but that the people behind us who are funding us are actively advertising on our behalf.
0: Oh yeah, this feels so so good. Guys,
1: let so me so I'm drastically the changing the topic, Dom, and I'm gonna
0: quickly cover
1: upon
2: this point. Mm.
1: So I know we've uh, highlighted Ocasio-Cortez on the show
2: before, Mm -hmm. right? Yes.
1: Rooted for her or with her. But that doesn't mean that I support everything she does and says.
2: Right. We should hold people we root for accountable.
1: Totally. And here is one thing that just, I could not with her. Okay. So I believe... Here in New York, it's already been passed that s- stores won't give plastic bags anymore. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. okay. And in the past, Ocasio-Cortez had said that the reason why you know she wanted to pass this is because when she goes through to the grocery store and let's say they give her ten plastic bags, she gets she goes home unpacks her groceries and throws out these plastic bags, Mm -hmm. which then end up, you know, in the ocean or in places where they're not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that's what she was fighting for. So that people don't get plastic bags anymore because apparently she thinks that everyone throws out these trash bags like her. So here's my thing with her. She has said that, you know, she is from the Bronx, right?
0: hmm
1: Which is, I think, my, the main reason why I was supporting her, also because she was previously a bartender. Mm-hmm. But if you're really saying that you are from the hood, that you are from the Bronx, sweetie, I don't think anyone in the hood comes back with their groceries and throws away their plastic bags. Mm -hmm. because you know what we do with those plastic
2: bags? We put our trash in there. Exactly.
1: And I'm just like, okay, And what home did you grow up in that this is what happened? Because I am not going to spend money to buy those black trash bags so that later I have to throw them out. Mm -hmm. So that was my whole thing with her. I'm like, no, girl. Mm -mm. I'm pretty sure that 90% of the people in the Bronx reuse those plastic bags. Mm -hmm. So that is my thing with her.
2: Oh, that's terrible.
1: (laughs) Because look, if they take plastic bags, let's say Mm they're every store in New York is not going to give you a plastic bag anymore. Mm -hmm. People are going to have to be spending more money on the black trash bags, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And they're not cheap. No. So, it's like yes, we are saving the environment.
2: Yeah, see, okay, that's my thing. It's just like individual actions account to like I think less than one percent of the actual change. So, like, now that I'm saying don't like recycle. I'm saying we like, like I'm saying like burn batteries in open air. I'm not <laughs> saying that. <laughs> But, like, yeah, the whole, like, let's not use plastic bags or have, like, let's stop using plastic straws. Yeah. I think, like, it's a great effort. We cannot think that that alone is going to save us from climate change. You know what I mean? Because it's systemic. It's not, like, you and I can do individual changes. We can get most of this country to be vegan, right? You know what I mean? There's just still, like it's still not going to surmount and be surmountable enough for, for a wholesale change. Yes. (laughs) yeah, Totally. So I totally get what you're saying. And I think like that would be my critique of it as well. Is that like, I think that's a good thing that she is saying we should switch over to non plastic um, thing items, but At the end of the day, like, plastic or no plastic, I don't think it's going to make as impactful of a change that's really needed. (laughs) My thing with her, too,
1: is that just because she goes home and throws out the plastic bags doesn't mean everyone else does the same. And I'm pretty sure that everyone in the Bronx does not because I see, like, when my super takes out the trash, it's mostly, like, grocery bags you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they just reuse to throw their trash out
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so I don't know I, the thing with her is just like if you grew up in the hood you should know that this isn't
2: that one Karen is calling oh, yeah. uh, for a a recall of um, <laughs> her Bronx creds we need to <laughs> double check that zip code of hers
1: and I know she didn't live that long in the Bronx because eventually, I, I can't remember if like her parents bought a house, which I think they did. And then she mm-hmm. ended up moving out of the Bronx. And then when she was a bit older, she came back.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, she got that Westchester blood.
1: Uh, yes. So I don't know. Maybe people in Westchester do that. They just throw out their plastic bags.
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm in Rockland and we don't do that. <laughs> you see?
1: So he, that's just my problem with her right now. It's just like, okay, so you're going to get rid of eventually what are my trash bags and I'm going to have to be spending more money. So I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that out there. I want to see what other people think about this. Because I have been reading comments on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like a lot of them maybe people that just overall don't agree with her on anything. You know, there's always the
2: haters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, when I said that's not bad, I thought it was like you were gonna really say something um, like fundamental. Where I'm like, oh man, her and I just don't agree on it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> she, yeah, it's kind of silly to be like, you like you said, it's just a little. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Like, I thought you were gonna be like, Ocasio is calling for a draft, and (laughs) both men and women, you know, between the ages of 18 and 35 have to go to war, and I was like, well, it's been a fun time, Ocasio, bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that, but yeah, I'm just having problems with the whole plastic bag thing, and you know what it is? I think for me, it's more of like, for example, there's a lot of people that talk about, I I am vegan now because, you know, mm-hmm. animal cruelty and all of this. And I'm just like, okay, but what? Did you think that your lettuce just fell out of the sky? Or the mangoes also, like, picked themselves and landed on your table? Like, there's mm-hmm. also people. And when you say, oh, I went vegan because of animal cruelty, so then, oh, you're okay with people being mistreated? So so you get what I'm saying here? It's like she can't say that just alone plastic bags are gonna save the planet.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There are so many other things.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Going back to the vegan thing, that's the thing that like kind of irritates me. Is that like, I mean, when you do want to kind of get people on your side, evangelicals do it. You know, we grew up religious. You know, they kind of like. All the good cute stuff yeah. is being said. <laughs> but even all the good cute stuff I don't agree with, like all the good cute stuff that they talk about is like, you know, if you do these things, you'll be blessed, and the blessings are this and this and that. And it's very it's very, um it doesn't sound like the actual message of Jesus Christ. It's still like A lot of policing, to be honest. (laughs) But for some reason, people find that good and cute. Whatever. They say all the nice things, right? Um, To try to get you into it, right? And they are very nice people. A lot of them, one one of the tactics of, I know, even Mormons is to be ultra, ultra nice and super friendly because if they see, if people on the outside see how nice and friendly and happy you are, they're going to wonder why is that so and then start to be more curious about being religious. Anyway, so when you want to get someone on your side, you're going to say all the nice and cute and pretty things, you know, dress it up, put it in Anastasia Beverly Hills and whatnot and you're going to not talk about like, more comprehensively, like kind of the downside of being vegan is like cheap exploitative labor goes into feeding your lifestyle, you know? And like that's something that like you can't just say soup that's that's like you can't just say like, oh it doesn't matter because the greater cause is to save animals because I'm like that's that, for me, is not enough to make me switch over.
1: Exactly. Because
2: I care about people.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think in currently, like, we're... We live in the city, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can't expect everything to be super fresh. Even, I think, like, the lettuce in whole is not even fresh. Because someone had to transport it here because Whole Foods doesn't have a freaking farm right in their Mm -hmm. backyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think overall, the lifestyle that we live here in the city, like, there's only so much freshness that you can get as well.
2: Right.
1: So even the fruits and veggies that we get, they must have had, like, some type of transportation. So... In some way, you're also contributing to the damage of this planet because some truck or something had to transport those veggies to your table or to Maybe your grocery No,
2: thinking again. Look at that brain. <laughs> it's all connected, really.
1: No, and it is because you can't say that you went vegan to save the cows or to save the earth because, no, you're not growing these vegetables outside your door or outside your window.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So in some way, you're contributing as well. Like we all are. Mm-hmm. And it's just about also like the lifestyle that we live and if mm-hmm.
2: we're willing to change it. Mm-hmm. There's no real ethical consumption under no. capitalism.
1: There isn't, exactly.
2: And not like, to say we that mean, we shouldn't try. No, totally. <laughs> I'm just saying that people should be aware. Um, yeah, and like you said, it depends on what we're willing to change. Like, like I said, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, no. but like, let's say for something like, um, jewelry, I'm really opting out to never wear diamonds. Um, especially like getting a diamond ring you know, in like oh, yeah. start a marriage. Like that is something that I can ethically choose not to participate in because <laughs> yeah. I don't need diamonds. However, we have transformed radically into a society that really um, is becoming increasingly dependent on smartphones. And I know how smartphones get their batteries in cobalt, and I know it's not great. So that's part of, like, our contribution in a really unethical um, consumption. Yes. Um, So it is, like... This is where I feel like individually, yeah, <laughs> you, there are things you're going to have to choose because literally there's nothing like you'll, you're just going to be squatting in a forest. Yeah. And you won't even be squatting in a forest with any protection because maybe that tent was made in China by a 10-year-old, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's no such thing as
1: clean, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I like a lot of people try to use that word and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um...
1: So yeah, that's my whole thing with Ocasio right now about mm-hmm. the plastic bags. Her and I need to have a chat about it. Yes. Well, Other than that, that is all mm-hmm. I had for this week's episode.
2: That'd be great that to get even to get close enough to have that chat with her.
1: <laughs> I'm like, look, this is how you recycle plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we've covered a lot of topics in this episode. Let us know your thoughts about the current shows that you're watching, whether you're going to watch Little Mermaid or not. Do you recycle your plastic bags? And why did you go vegan? If there are any vegans out there listening to us, <laughs> which I have no problem with you guys, not at all. It's just sometimes I feel like they're judging me because I choose to eat my steak sometimes.
2: Okay. Yeah, Nomi, I am a big advocate for plant-based foods. I have tried it. Um, I think I was a vegan for a good six months, which is a really long time. Um, And I did feel really great. Um, Also, my cycle was a little bit lighter. I don't know if that's something I might have to do longer test of it um but my periods were great (laughs) um when I wasn't eating meat um I did not feel as tired um and as bloated um red meat bloats me it is inflammatory especially for your um like intestines oh yeah but it when I want a burger, <laughs> sometimes I can be a little bad and cheat a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't have an issue with vegans. And actually, am actively trying to be more plant-based. Um, I can't do away with cheese. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Is yeah. that like pizza is something I might... I, so hard to not <laughs> partake in. Um, but yeah, no, I I feel... Like YouTube, vegans do that a lot. They, do, they just are so <laughs> judgmental. But I haven't met any like vegans in real life who are just like, don't eat meat. They're just like, mm, I, I choose not to eat meat. I'm like, that's good. Just like I choose not to do cocaine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everyone has their own thing. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> I have met a few vegans and I'm just like, mm. oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to name them. <laughs> and this is how we end the show. Mm-hmm. So please remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, rate us on iTunes. Well, actually, it's Apple Podcast. And stay tuned for our next episode, which will be coming out in another week. Yeah. <laughs> Or bi-weekly
0: for the summer. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, yeah. This feels so, so
2: good. This podcast was executive produced blocks blocks by Karen Almonte. You can like follow us on social top 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 media to keep top up top top with your red favorite red Bronx ladies. The from dealer, the Bronx with Love is, is, part is part of, of Anthology House Media.
0: Here, you cannot survive here, but you with the crew, so you can come to here. here Step up in our shoes, let us give you the news, and tell you all the things that others who scared to. My city worldwide, so how can I fear you? We wasn't raised on a sick code, I'ma spare you. This is not a scene that you can compare to. You might as well soak it all in while you're here, dude. Cause this is the birthplace of rap RP to People, Couple more seconds in the show's begun. I said birthplace birth of rap, RP the pun. Phrase. Yeah. Couple more seconds in the show's begun and that's mm-hmm. From the Bronx with love from the Bronx, wit. mm-hmm. Bronx Ay- with wit. a Ay- Bronx with love from the Bronx wit. a Ay- Bronx with love from the Bronx wit. a Bronx with love. Oh oh, oh. Bronx with love from the Bronx with a Bronx with love from the Bronx wit. Ayy Bronx with love from the Bronx wit. Whoa, Bronx with love.